thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. shares a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It's our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Each and every prophecy update ends the same way, with Pastor J.D. sharing the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. This gospel presentation is as simple as the ABCs. Today, Pastor J.D. will do the same. Perhaps today's the day that you need to turn your life around and accept Jesus as your personal Savior. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on August 5th, 2018. We do err greatly when we look to man or put our hope in man at the expense of looking to and hoping in Jesus. I like how uh, Leitu said it uh, at the end of the worship and when he was, uh, you know, having you greet one another. He said, uh, turn to somebody and tell them it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. One of the things the Lord has been ministering to me, especially as we approach the primaries and the midterm elections, is the danger of misplaced hope. And I'll explain what I mean by that. I always know that my hope was misplaced in something or someone by how devastated I am when it doesn't work out as I had hoped, right? Here's the truth. Man will always fail, but Jesus never fails. I know that sounds cliche and can, and you forgive me if it does. But sometimes that can actually be a good thing. What do you mean? Well, when, not if, man fails, it can have the effect of pointing us to the one who will never fail, and that's Jesus Christ. Having man fail us can serve as a catalyst for our putting our trust in him. Last week I retweeted a tweet from Pastor Jim Symbol of the Brooklyn Tabernacle in New York. To me, it was so apropos as it relates to what the Lord has put on my heart as of late. Here's his tweet. Does anyone really believe that the Republicans, Democrats, White House, Supreme Court, or Congress will transform even one human heart? Are these civil servants supposed to be light and salt, or is that the task of the church of Jesus Christ? I I stand before you as one who is convicted in my heart. 
And I share this because it hits the proverbial nail on the head, so much so that these prophecy updates in and of themselves cannot transform one single heart. Only Jesus can. And sometimes, and this is the danger, and I'm just as prone to it, these prophecy updates and those who teach Bible prophecy can just impart information. So we're in the know. That's not the point. Because the point is to point people to Jesus. I've had to ask the Lord to search my heart in this regard because the danger is that people can be pointed to the messenger instead. And when that happens, it gives way to this celebrity mentality. I hope you know that I shun that. I shun that. The Holy Spirit directed me to a very interesting account in the book of Revelation where John fell at the feet to worship the messenger of prophecy. Let me read the account. Very interesting. Revelation 19, verses 9 and 10. Then he said to me, this is the messenger, Write, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, See that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who, listen, have the testimony of Jesus. Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Did you hear that? Let me read that again. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. I too am your fellow servant, but the spirit of Bible prophecy is Jesus. And if I stand up here before you every week, as has been and is my privilege to do, and I talk about Bible prophecy but it doesn't end in you calling upon Jesus, believer or not, I've not done my job. And I will have to give an account for that when I'm standing before Him. What are you saying, Pastor? Well, all I'm saying is, I want for us to get recalibrated, as it were and get our eyes back on Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, the point of prophecy. What I'm not saying is that I'm going to change my approach to these weekly prophecy updates. Not only am I staying the course, I do so with a sanctified strengthening of my resolve like never before. And here's why I say that. God, as only He can, has deemed fit to use these prophecy updates to reach the lost to the uttermost parts of the earth. Who knew? 
when people comment about it or say something like that to that effect to me, I always like to quickly respond by saying, if God could speak through a donkey in Numbers chapter 22, he can speak through this donkey, and I'm an Arab donkey, he can speak through Arab donkeys too. And I really mean that. I'm not trying to be cute or clever and feign this humility. God has kept me very, well, how do I say this? He's kept me on a very short leash. He knows what I'm capable of. He knows that I can get, again, I'm sorry for overusing it, uh, and pardon the pun, but he knows that I'm just as prone as anybody to get caught up in the numbers. God has a way, and you know what I'm talking about. For those of you who have been on the receiving end of God humbling you, you know that proverb that says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and He will lift you up? Well, can I share with you uh, that proverb and how it speaks to me? Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord before He does it for you. He exalts the humble and He humbles the exalted. Pastor Chuck Smith used to always teach us, and I'm thankful for this, He used to always say to us, don't ever believe your press clippings. Don't ever believe your press clippings. There's a lot of wisdom in that. I'm very sober-minded about my role when it comes to eschatology and the teaching of Bible prophecy. It's a sacred trust, if I can say it like that. And I want to be found faithful in that trust. And here's the thing. No flesh will ever glory in His presence. You know, it's really interesting in the book of Exodus when they were uh, building the tabernacle there in the wilderness, the priests were instructed to only have cotton clothing and to have it cover all of their flesh so that when they stepped up into the altar, no flesh could be seen. You get that, right? In other words, there's no flesh that glories in His presence. All the glory goes to God and God alone. I think of what the Apostle Peter wrote in his first epistle, chapter 4, verse 7. He says, But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, listen, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Oh, that's the bottom line for me. That's the whole point. We're going to continue to take Bible prophecy very seriously as we carefully and prayerfully watch for the Lord's return. And we're going to do this by looking at the current events those of prophetic significance through the lens of prophecy in the Bible, because that's the gauge by which we measure the lateness of the hour and the nearness of his return. When Jesus in Luke twenty-one twenty-eight said, when you see these things begin to happen, 
Look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draws nigh. When you see them begin to come to pass, and this is what we're doing. We're, we're watching those things because they're beginning to come to pass, especially and specifically concerning Israel, which is God's prophetic clock. This is how we know what time it is and the lateness of the hour, and the urgency of the hour. Perhaps it goes without saying, but in doing this, we're also going to continue to point to the person of Jesus Christ and the gospel of Jesus Christ at the end of each weekly update. It's interesting. I have people ask me, comment, uh, post comments, even emails. Please don't stop doing these weekly prophecy updates. I'm like, you think that the Lord would let me get away with that even if I tried? You want to talk about Jonah? I don't have permission to do that. God would never let me get away with that. Here's why. The communion table is a much-needed reminder of the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. Because that's the story, his story, history. This is the gospel, the, the good news of Jesus Christ. And don't just stop at Jesus was crucified, buried, and rose again. That's not the whole story. <laughs> Wasn't it Paul Harvey who said, the rest of the story? Here's the rest of the story. And this is what makes the good news gooder. And I know gooder is not a word, so don't email me. This is what makes the good news such good news. Not only did Jesus Christ be crucified and buried and rose again, but he's coming back again. That's the good news. I mean, when I look at what's happening in the world, and I'm sorry if I'm yelling and getting excited and spitting on everybody and baptizing you guys again. Boy, you guys get baptized every week, it seems like, right? How do I say this without yelling? And I mean, again, I'm just being candid with you. It's all about Jesus. And that Jesus is coming back again very soon, and sooner than we might think. Because you look at what's happening in the world today, and it's really, really bad news. If you're anything like me, and I suspect that you are, it's very difficult to watch the news sometimes. It's so heartbreaking. Local news, national news, international news, Some of the things, and I don't know if it comes with age or what, or maybe I'm just becoming more sensitive, but some of the news stories on my news feed, I can't even read the headline of the evil that is taking place in this world. And people are so lost. And people need Jesus. And is that not what we're supposed to do? Aren't we supposed to bring him Jesus? 
and share the good news of Jesus? Listen, Bible prophecy is a means to an end. Bible prophecy has this effect of waking people up to the reality that the things that are happening in the world were foretold in God's Word. And they're coming to pass, and what that means is that Jesus is coming, because they're coming to pass. And so I guess in a, in a way you could say that the bad news should point us to the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. You know, the Apostle Paul describes the law as being a tutor, the law being the Ten Commandments that shows us us. You know the Ten Commandments were never given for us to keep? Did you know that? What's the purpose of the Ten Commandments then? To show us our sinful condition and our need for the Savior. That's what the purpose of the Ten Commandments is. It's a mirror. The law of God is perfect, and it's a mirror, and it shows us our true condition before a righteous and a holy God. And then when we see our true condition as sinners, that's the bad news, that I've sinned against God. That's the bad news. Then the law is like this tutor, that this school instructor that back in that day would take the pupil by the hand and lead them. And that's what the law does. It takes us and points us to the person of Jesus Christ who fulfilled the law perfectly, fulfilled the law in our stead. That's the gospel. That's the good news. I just want us to get back to Jesus. Is that okay? You're looking at me going, man, pastor, you could have said that in the first five minutes. Why did you have to go through all of that? No, no, no. (laughs) It's a gift. (laughs) When we leave and go our separate ways today, will you just keep this one thing in your heart? It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Please, I want to share with you the ABCs of salvation in closing before we partake together of the Lord's table. It's so childlike simple, and I'm so glad it is. I'm glad that salvation isn't complicated, because if salvation were complicated, (laughs) I would be in big trouble, and so would you too. Could you imagine that if if you had to know quantum physics to get saved? Shoot me now. (laughs) No, it's childlike simple. It's ABC simple. The A is for admit that you're a sinner and that you're in need of the Savior. This is Romans 3.10. It says, there is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Here's the deal. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again, Jesus said, to enter the kingdom of heaven. 
We must be born again spiritually. See, the wages of sin is death. That's the death penalty, and that's the bad news. We've all been sentenced to death because of our sin. That's why Jesus came and paid our death penalty for us and instead of us. And that's the good news. And it's the gift of God. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says, For by grace you are saved through faith. It's not of works, lest any of us should boast. It's the gift of God. Could you imagine if we could boast about how we had somehow earned our salvation? Could you imagine what that would be like in heaven? Oh my goodness. Here's brother belligerent in heaven going, yeah, what'd you do to get here? <laughs> you know, well, That's nothing. Here's what I, that's not heaven. I think that's the other place. But anyway, <laughs> it's the gift of God. It's the gift of God. It's the grace of God. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. This is Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Not you might, not you could, not you should. The jury's not out. The verdict is in. You are not guilty because Jesus took your guilt from you and paid the penalty for you. That's the good news. The C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord, or if you prefer, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is what Romans 10, 9, and 10 also says. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. I love that word, justified. As one noted, it's just if I'd never sinned. Because now I have imputed Christ's righteousness. Not my own righteousness. Christ's righteousness. It's just if I'd never sinned. Though my sins be as scarlet, he makes them white as snow. That's what we're going to celebrate today, by the way, with the communion table. With your heart you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans 10.13, I would suggest, is amongst the most powerful verses in all of the Bible. It says, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If you've never called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I implore you today to do so. If you're here today, you've never called upon the Lord, what a great opportunity as we partake together of the Lord's table to do so. It's a prayer away. If you're watching online, by the way, you're watching this video, not by accident. <laughs> You're wondering how this showed up on your computer screen. We know why that showed up on your computer screen. This is for you. And today's the day. Today's the day of salvation. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kariohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. 
The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in his love.